Welcome to the Not Your Average My podcast, where four Hmong American women working to move our community forward one conversation at a time. So tune in every month with Liz, Mania, Monica, and Katie as we dive into politics, pop culture, and all things related to being Hmong American. Let's get it. Hey listeners, happy Valentine's Day. However you're celebrating, we hope that you are celebrating how dope you all are. Uh, We know last year we focused a lot on love and relationships, uh, threw in some tests for you and your partners to take. Um, But this year, um, just because, you know, we could all use a little bit of um, joy um, and and laughter, we thought we would just talk about um, love on screen um, and love in real life and do some comparing and contrasting. How about it, ladies? So who wants to start? <laughs> well, did you guys catch Bridgerton over the holidays? Um, duh. Dude, Regine Page is like fine AF. Who wouldn't want to watch that like twice? I watched it twice. <laughs> oh, wow. I binged it once and that was it. Uh, I binged it so fast the second time. It's so bad. I only watched the first episode and I couldn't get through it. But what? Wait, what? It's because I'm not a fan of Periapisa, so it's really hard oh. to for me to like get through that time period, their costumes and the accents. I, 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 I just don't. But anyway, it was really hard for me to get through it. Obviously, I mean, for for most of the folks who watched it, we loved it. Um, you know, there was. Like for me, lots of questions of like what love is, what, you know, and and like in Mm -hmm. as many forms, right? Like there was romantic love, friendship, um, sibling love, and and all of that. Um, But I know, Monica, right, there was also um, a lot of chatter about um, race relations on Twitter and, you know, like in um, the public sphere. Um, Do you want to go a little bit more into that? Yeah, I think what sparked today's conversation was really about if there is an issue with having preferences. And so maybe we could dive into that first right away. Like, um, I have comments, I have a story, I have a lot of thoughts about this. And um, obviously, this has like evolved over time. But um, maybe the question is, you know, for us and for our audience members, like, is having preferences bad? Like I, and I, I feel like for me personally, this has changed, you know, over time as I like grew up and matured, like I never thought having preferences was bad. Um, I'll even admit that when I was younger and a little more naive, I didn't think having racial preferences was bad. I didn't, and not that I personally had them, but I remember having a conversation with my friend who criticized um, his other friends who talked about how, you know, dating only white men is a problem. And I was like, well, I mean, I think it's okay to have preferences, but I didn't really understand what that meant um, in respect to like race. Right. So. um, So how do you feel about it now? (laughs) Racial preferences. I, I, I don't think having racial preferences obviously is like good, like, you should not have racial preferences. If you do, I think you need to reflect on that. But I do think that having general preferences, right? Like what you look for in a partner, um, you know, what, what speaks to you, what attracts you is, 
is still okay. And I may be shallow about that, or it may sound shallow, but you know, I, I think when we date, right, we're there are certain qualities we look for for in our partners, right? So that to me is still preferences, right? Like you prefer, you know, someone who does like similar work, or you prefer someone who's like tall, or you prefer someone who um, is like interested in hiking or or other hobbies that you're interested in, right? So I think those preferences are still okay. Um, but racial preferences, nah, dude, you gotta go like that. I think you need to like check yourself. Um, but I don't know, maybe, maybe others have thoughts around that. Uh, but I, 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 I would ask, like, I think, so this is kind of the discussion that, um, Bridgerton sparked, like it was really exciting. Um, you know, everyone loved watching it. Um, but there were a bunch of, um, you know, women of color who are like, you know, in Chanda Rhimes, um, television shows, right? Like all of the men of color, um, like the black men don't ever date black men, um, you know, and, and like the black women don't ever date black men, right? They're always dating like a white person or, or someone else. So, I mean, what if you are an Asian person and you have a preference for another Asian person, right? Like, is that okay? Is that wrong? You know, right? like, yeah. like if you're a person yeah. of color and you're just like, I, I, I'm not going to date white people, right? Like, what about that, Monica? I, so I have a story about that. I think, see, in that sense, I mean, I feel like that could also be a negative because, you know, you're like still limiting yourself, but I don't think it's like a racial bias, right? Like, I don't think that's racist or anything if that's what you're saying. Like, I do think it's, um, it's, it's limiting in the sense that like, you're, you're still, I, I guess there is some like racial bias behind it, right? Like if I'm an Asian woman and like, you know, I, I say I'm only going to date Asian people, like not even going to consider like, you know, black or Latinx or other, or other types of men. And, um, I do have a story about this because when I was younger, um, like, you know, I, I liked a lot of different kinds of boys, right? Like Hmong boys, you know, black boys, like, um, Vietnamese boys, boys, Vietnamese boys. Yeah. So I dated across the spectrum. Right. Um, and I just thought about this the other day because I'm not sure why, but I had a dream about a guy who I really liked when I was in middle school and like their high school. And he was this black boy, right? We went to middle school together. We went to high school together. Um, I'm pretty sure we had a thing, but we were so young and naive. Like we didn't really know how to like navigate it. And then um, when we reached high school, like I still had these like, you know, lingering like crush feelings. And I always wondered like, why we couldn't take it further, right? Or why we couldn't like date. And um, to me, like subconsciously, subconsciously, I always just told myself, oh, it would never work. Like my parents would never allow it. And, um, you know, to me, I just thought, I don't think he would ever be interested in me. Cause you know, he's like a popular black kid. He was like a jock. All the girls really liked him. Cause he was this like really cute, well-known like athlete, right? Um, and then I thought to myself, you know, as I reflected the other day after I had my dream, I was like, I feel like I never pursued it because like society uh, told me that it would never be possible. Right. And that like my parents would like disown me if I ever dated a black person. Right. So um, in that sense, I was really sad being that I, I like thought about to myself, like, why, why do we um, – condition ourselves to think that way and why does society tell us to think that way and so 
if I were to be dating today and to like just tell myself, oh, I'm only going to date Asian men, I do think that's still bad and wrong um, as an Asian person, right? And limiting in that sense. But yeah, I don't know. It's tough. But anyway, I share that story because, you know, like I do wonder what would have happened if we dated, you know, like I really liked this kid and I think he liked me too. Like we, we exchanged pictures and we were always talking. We had classes together, but like it just never amounted to anything. So Monica, this is called the one that got away. It's okay. <laughs> Everyone has one. Uh, <laughs> well, we were do so we want to on air? Sorry, no. Nick. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, I'm saying everyone away. has one. I don't, I don't think he was the one that got away, but I do want, I do wish that, you know, we had got to date, like for real, you know, and like, uh, I just wonder what that would have been like. So I think going back to your question, like as an Asian person who's only willing to date Asian people, yeah, I think that is limiting too. And I do think there's some bias behind that, but I don't think there's like a bias against saying, oh, I'm not going to date white people. I don't know. But maybe maybe that's too controversial. Yeah, I no, no. Like, I mean, I, I feel like racial head. preferences aren't necessarily bad. Like you can't make someone be with somebody who they're not going to respect as a person, as a human being. So, mm-hmm. but, so to me, um, I find it problematic when there's like this unconscious bias in in what people are saying so i've heard you know asian american friends who said or women who said oh i only date white men but why do you have that racial preference you need to understand the unconscious bias that you have when you make that statement right because society has conditioned us to view white men as you know the most beautiful handsome good looking x y and z and this relates back to the film right because when you look at relationships on screen you always see a white person as one of the lead cast members or one of the love interests right so to me when asian american women say that i'm like okay it is a it is problematic because i don't think you understand the impact of these statements that you're making and also like the the lack of respect that you have for yourself or the asian american community or asian american men right um, and I also find it problematic when I see or hear mom women say that they will never date mom men. But at the same time, I also understand why they make these statements. You know, like if they have seen abusive mom men in their families or their dads have been violent or they haven't had great mom men role models, of course, to them in their heads, they're going to be like, I will never date a mom guy. And I can't blame them for having that perspective, but I do kind of find that problematic and in some ways, right? You know? Yeah. Um, So I don't know. So it's hard to be like, oh, you know, you shouldn't have racial preferences. But at the same time, I'm also like, you know, it's in, in when, when I hear mom girls or mom women talk about mom men in that way, like I completely understand. Like if your dad has been, you know, freaking abusive to your mom and has never loved you as a kid, like you're going to feel like all mom men are like that. So I don't know. And I'm pretty sure this issue exists in other communities as well. Like I've heard this in the black community where, you know, like black men sometimes have um, ideas of how black women are. And to them, it's like, I would prefer to date somebody who's, you know, not a black woman. Right. And that is an issue in itself. I would say, man, if I were to date a white man, he needs to be woke AF. Like, mm-hmm. I'm kind of yes, about to teach you. He has to, he has to I about to teach you how to dismantle white supremacy. Like, you better be woke that's AF. Right. Uh, Which, but, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I, I wanted to wrap, you know, up the conversation, just going back to that part, um, because there, there are a couple of things, right? There is 
um, you know, your your stated preference. But then, um, you know, what we were kind of getting at is um, clearly the unconscious bias, right? Because white supremacy is so seeped in society and like ingrained in like the way we're raised and like our our worldview, right? Like, why did Monica think that like, you know, this this would never work out, right? Obviously, like, you know, people say things, but also like, you know, there's just um, unconscious things that like you think because you're like, you're, you're raised with it. Right. Um, so, I mean, as much as like, you know, we're talking about also conscious preferences, right. Like, um, there is so much of that unconscious part. Um, and then another thing I wanted to add is I think, um, some of us just like, don't, don't see that, but I think, um, I, I would understand the preference, you know, like not to go after white men immediately because, there is so much like historical trauma there, right? Like where um, white men have gone around the world and, you know, plundered and like um, really like mistreated women of color um, and use them for their own means, right? And so like there's there's like all of that like historical stuff where, um, you know, like you kind of have to really work through that if you're gonna want to make your relationship work, right? Especially if you're like, like you said, like a woke person, right? And hopefully, like, my Nia, the white guy that you would ideally date, would be able to like process all of that with you. No, and so I bring that up because you know, my friends from grad school, we talk about dating. We talk about dating um, outside of our race, right? And that's a huge issue, or like that's um, that's something that's important, right? Like to date a, a white person that person has to be conscious of historical trauma of white supremacy of all of these things that impact people of color so you know I I feel like it's an important topic and you know kudos to those who have great loving partners who are able to work through having these tough conversations because you're going to be raising biracial kids in this world and you need to be able to talk about these difficult topics when it comes to how black people or you know people of color are treated in this world and you know I'm I'm here I'm all for interracial relationships I see in my family and you know, I have nothing against that. Love interracial relationships. However, I think on screen, what we keep seeing is this white love interest, right? Like even when it comes to Asian American actors, like in a simple favor all my life, you know, Harry Goning is with a white woman. Harry Shum Jr. is with a white woman. So to me, it's like we on screen, we need to see more than, than black and white. Like there are so yes. many beautiful interracial relationships that we need to celebrate. And to me, I'm like, we got to move beyond that. And, you know, I've also heard this from um, like black Twitter and, you know, black Instagram where it's like, they're tired of seeing black and white relationships on screen. Mm-hmm. They have that with Bridgerton, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder. Like, when are we going to see other types of interracial relationships? And we need to celebrate that type of love. Yes. And for the record, Bridgerton would have been better if the lead was an Asian woman. I maintain that. Like, Why do you say that? <laughs> no, because, okay, they were like, okay, so so Bridgerton is supposed to be like race blind Victorian era or um, Regency era, uh, era like TV show, right? But, um, right, I loved like, um, yes, our, our leading male, but there were like maybe two Asian people in there. And so I was like, if we were really race, you know, race blind, like would have been nice to have more like Asian women because you know, they would look fly at the balls, right? They would look gorgeous. And I'm also like, I didn't like the female lead. I don't even know what her name is, but um, I was yeah, just a lot of people like, like would have been so much spicier and nice if like the female lead were an Asian woman, right? Like it just would have been beautiful. 
But yeah, I mean, I guess we can talk a little bit more about, um, you know, same race couples maybe too, because like this holiday season, a bunch of like new movies came out, like Sylvie's Love, which was super beautiful, like, you know, basically almost, you know, all all black, like starring casts. Um, you know, there were some white folks sprinkled in there too, but um, it was really, it was really beautiful because it was just like a really nice display and celebration of, of black love and yeah, I I liked it, I but liked I also the that it also had like a storyline that was very similar to Hmong couple storylines. You know, where you you sleep together and you get pregnant, and then you have to get married. Uh, wait, explain I mean, a little bit more. Oh, go ahead. For folks oh, that haven't seen the movie, I haven't. But I was just gonna say, I mean, maybe that's why, like, growing up, I feel like we were so comfortable watching movies like Korean dramas and Bollywood movies because it featured like people who were actually in love with you know, like their own people, right? And like, didn't worship this ideal of, you know, having a white partner or like, um, you know, ascribing to this like idea of like, whiteness is like, you know, our beauty the standard. Goal or, yeah, yeah the, I know. Yeah. Um, so anyways, Hollywood needs to catch up. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's funny when we, you know, talk about representation, right? I think I might've mentioned this where, like, because we grew up watching, like, Asian movies and stuff. Like, I never felt a dearth of seeing, like, beautiful Asian men on the mm-hmm. screen, right? Yeah. Um, but it, it was always, like, very strange because you always knew, like, they didn't speak English and it was different, right? Um, So I, like, always still wrestling with that. But I think this is why, like, for me – actually, let's not go there. <laughs> let's not go there. <gasps> Getting too close, huh? Yeah, sorry, getting too close. Um, <laughs> well, maybe Monica. we can talk about what it's like to to date. Then I, I think are we ready to move on to that? Or, but I didn't date during the pandemic, you guys. Like, yes, you did. You tried to. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. No way. Okay. Okay. Wait. Yeah. No. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Yeah. So. I will say yes. Um, At the beginning of the pandemic, I was very grateful to be in a relationship because that meant that I had, um, you know, someone who I was always hanging out with. You know, we could still do like date nights and still trying to like maintain some level of like normalcy. Um, And then I think like much like, um, you know, like folks – um, you know, in Wuhan. So after, after like, you know, like they they had managed their pandemic the first time around, right? Like a bunch of people got divorced, like the divorce rate, like shot up. Right. And I think, um, the pandemic really, um, it really made things stark, right? Like, you know, like if there ever a time when you were like, wow, like this is a person that I want to be with at the end of the world, right? Like, this is exactly that moment. And, you know, I think um, we just had a very mutual understanding that um, maybe, you know, like what what we we wanted in the future, like wasn't aligned and it wasn't the same thing. Um, and the pandemic helped us realize that. And so we broke up, um, you know, at the end of the summer and I was left single in the middle of a pandemic. But I actually thought it was fine. I don't know why y'all think I was thirsty. I don't think I was. How long have you seen your messages lately? <laughs> well, I was keeping my I, options open. Okay. I do see you um, having preferences for Hmong men, though. Saturated. So, okay. Hold on. So I'm a serial monogamous. Uh, I know y'all say that, and you guys point that out. I mean, I. I mean, we all are, so it's okay. 
yeah, it's it's because you know that's how our parents raised us, I guess. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I've said this before. Like, I don't necessarily have a preference for, for among men, anything for a long time. Like, just because of you know where I grew up. Like, I I wasn't sure that uh, dating among man was right for me. Um, I mean, now that I'm I'm reflecting and thinking about things, like, um, you know, I'm I'm trying to figure out like what kind of a person I'm looking for and what kind of values I'm looking for. Like, I mean, I can spot them more now, right? Because like, I'm, I'm, I'm being more like reflective and trying to figure out like as a, as a progressive person, as someone, you know, who is trying to, um, you know, fight to dismantle white supremacy, like, you know, what kind of values um, or what kind of signs and stuff like should I be looking for? Um, you know, in a in a potential partner, right? And so, so definitely thinking about that a lot. I think for the Hmong thing, like I just, I've never seriously considered um, dating a Hmong person um, in my adult life, just because, like, being in DC, right? There are very few um, single straight Hmong men, and so that's just never been a thing. But now that I'm single, maybe that's something that I'm thinking about more. <laughs> do you feel like that? Be but do you feel like that because you want to, or because you feel like? you know, you're supposed to because of like, or you have to, yeah. feel like you have to because you're the oldest or because of what like, you know, pressures we felt. I, uh, so a little bit of both. Like, I think, you know, the question that we were talking about earlier where, um, you know, we're talking about like interracial marriages. Like, I think, um, you know, like growing up in the nineties, um, I, as, as like a child observing everything, right. Or as a young, young girl observing everything, I think, um, being in an interracial uh, relationship was seen as like having made it right. Like um, I know a lot of like Asian guys are like, Oh my gosh, like when you get a white girl, like that means like you're super legit. Um, And I think that was when we hadn't um, been more introspective about um, dismantling white supremacy and, and, you know, really like thinking about why we value certain things. Um, That's certainly something that like I grew up thinking. Right. So there were like Hmong men who, you know, like dated, um, um, white ladies and right and then we, and, and like a lot of like the the moms right we're like oh we're so grateful that we have like um nyamika right and you know like and and all that is like fine and well um but so for me i was like okay like obviously as someone who's really ambitious right like you know is my goal in life to find like um a white guy to marry um you know and i never wasn't i never i was sure that was that was like right for me but i did know right that like all of the signs pointed towards that, right? And um, because my dad loved me so much, right? Like he he did say to me once, Liz, like you know, it's okay that you you know, like you 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 don't like you know Hmong men, right? Like it's it's okay, right? He said that once, right, or or something like that. Or he was like, I don't think like you know, you, I, I'm not sure you'd be able to ever find like a Hmong guy who is like good enough for you, right? And I think he could have like replaced that with like any guy, right? Because that's what a dad is supposed to say. You know, it's it's okay if you never find like a Hmong guy, and I think he wanted to to make sure I knew that and that that was okay with him. I feel like your parents are super progressive to be able to say that, or is it like Minnesota Hmong folks who are super progressive because interracial relationships were definitely looked down upon, and where we grew up, where our parents were like, "You better not date," you know, like Mika, Mikadu, or May, or whatever, right? Like it was always like you need to date a Hmong person, or if you don't, think what you see, yeah, right. So I'm really glad that your dad said that to you, Liz. Like I don't think that I've heard a Hmong dad said that before, and I know that my sisters have had really 
really, you know, hard times, like even introducing their boyfriends who are not long to my parents. So I feel like our parents have grown a lot, but, um, you know, it's funny Liz says that because I, I feel like in my experience with my parents, they were always like, you should only date Hmong men. Hmong men are the other people who can love you because our culture, you know, sets up the clan system where if they do mistreat you, like our family can go after them, right? So, Wait, who said that to you though? Mom. Oh, mom. yeah. So mom. I was going to say, so mom is different from dad. I'm just, that's the clarification. But, uh, yes. But I, I mean, I, of course, at the end of the day, they're they're just like, you know, whoever loves you, like, will love you. That's fine. But it would they I think they still had preferences for us to date among men. And, but they've learned to let go. Right. Um, but I wanted um, to bring this back to like a point that Manya made right about like, you know, understanding why Hmong women say I only date white men because of the, you know, exposure they've had. And I saw another there was a comment or there's a status that one of my, um, you know, mutual friends on Facebook made about how Hmong women should be conditioned to think like that because marrying outside of your race doesn't mean that you're not going to be subject to patriarchy. You know, yeah, patriarchy, right? Which is true. Right. Yeah. But um, so I don't know. I guess that was just something that I, I that caught my mind too, because I'm like, well, yeah, that's true, but does that necessarily mean that we should so monk, tell Hmong women that they can't date outside of, you know, our community? But, and anyway, yeah, but you know, I think I think having this conversation, it's like really trying to also give folks understand decisions that they make, or maybe you know preferences right. that, that they used to have or that they have now, right? Like. I, you know, love is love. Like you're going to love the person that you're attracted to that, you know, who loves you back. Um, I have brought this comment up about the, um, about mom men, because I think on Facebook a while ago, uh, these two mom sisters got super, so much backlash from, from the mom community because they made a comment about how they, you know, will never date mom men, seeing how mom men have abused um, women in the community. And a bunch of people just like, you know, were just so, saying such horrible things to these two sisters. And to me, I'm like, I completely understand where they're coming from. Like my little sister who is, you know, 10 is like, I will never date a mom guy seeing how my dad treats my mom. So can I blame her? No, but I can also right. help her to understand that not all mom men are like that. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, also allow her to be like, you know what? It is okay to date someone who's not mom. And you, you know, we are so going to love you for that. Like that doesn't mean that you're any less of a mom woman. Right. And I don't know. I think when it comes to interracial relationships, sometimes like people have that perception that, oh, you're not Hmong enough because you're not with a Hmong person. And I don't oh, think that, I, hate that. I no. know Monica, like, do you, did you ever feel that way in your relationship with Nick? Right. Because he's not Hmong. Yeah. I but, mean, like, or that you don't love your Hmong community enough to be with a Hmong guy. I don't know if you ever felt that way. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I think also internally, I, you know, I had those internal thoughts, right? Like, am I a bad person because I didn't end up with a Hmong person? You know, like, I think about that often, right? And I do think, you know, people don't say it, ex like, verbally, but I, I'm sure people feel it and are thinking it in their heads, like, you know, oh, Monica's not dating a Hmong guy, like, what does that say about her? And um, you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again. My partnership and relationship does not indicate how much 
love and respect I have for the Hmong community, right? Or my culture. It's just, I think it's just like what we said, Minya, right? Like uh, I found someone who shares values that I share and who respects and also, um, you know, appreciates my culture and my upbringing too. So yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of that, but I think this goes back to us not having um, control over what women decide to do, right? And like um, understanding and just empathizing with people and respecting their decisions, because um, it's not it's not like I set out to like only date Chinese men, right? And it's not like I set out to only date you know non Hmong people, like I've talked about, because I've dated people all in the spectrum. Um, but you know, like I think that's going to be a lifelong battle, especially just because of everything we grew up with, and um, you know, still having the internal thoughts of like like what Liz was saying, like, well, will Nick be able to do the things that like Hmong Vo is expected to do, you know? But even then, I'm like, well, no, but like, I also am not gonna be able to do the things that Among Nya is expected to do. So why would I expect Nick to do that, you know? So- All right, ladies. So when we're talking about preference, I have to say that I really didn't have any preference because I got with Matt at such a young age. We were, we started dating in high school, and I don't think we knew what preference was was or were back then i mean you just dated because someone was there and you liked each other and that was very simple i think that if i was Uh, matt was also very good looking so whatever (laughs) you did have a preference i don't know i i but i really didn't though i didn't really think about that stuff because like when i my first impression of matt was like not the best and like i saw him around the school and i was just like oh my gosh this kid is like such a hot mess and here i am married to him for like (laughs) 15 years but anyways so I really didn't because it was just like because our our like dating was a lot simpler than we didn't have apps we didn't do all of that stuff it was just who you knew and who's in your circle of friends and yes he happens to be Hmong because that was my circle of friends but I didn't intentionally date him because of his race or because I wanted to date outside of my race those were just the people who were available to me in my group so um that's how it looked like back in the days um now, if I was like, if like worst case scenario and I was to date again, I think I would have preferences, but not so much of like a racial preference. I would, you know, I would be divorced. So maybe someone could accept that fact if that was to happen again. And I would have three kids. So I would want someone who likes kids and to be stable with like a stable job or something, because I think that that's more important to me now than it would have been back then. So um, there, there would be preference, but not so much of a racial thing. And then, of course, Monica, just on that note with Nick, I mean, we have plenty of monk vows that cannot do those chores or duties and stuff. Um, I am married to a monk man and Matt cannot do any of those, you know, so and I'm OK with that. And he's OK with that. Um, <laughs> I think it's funny all the time when we do do gatherings and he's like, I don't know how to do this. Teach me. I'm like, OK, we'll do it together. And it's so funny. Um there was uh for one of my dad's event, your mom was teaching Matt how to um cut meat. And like he was going oh at God. it, like he was going at it so rough that he broke like the cutting board. <laughs> you know, like he oh like, like he, he like he like broke parts of like the plastic into the meat. I'm just like, dude, what are you doing? This is not about muscles or anything. He was like, I don't know how to do this. If you wanted me to lift heavy things, I could lift heavy things, but like oh this delicate work, no. And so it's it's really fun. We always talk about it. He was like, when that stuff 
comes, I'm just going to come to you to ask for help. Well, I appreciate that because, yes, my uh, Bo Shuo cannot do that stuff. So, And And that's okay. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. See, on the flip side, if anyone out there is listening, my nya was like, dang, Liz, because I can catch chickens and like, like so she was like, dang, Liz, you have to be a mong nya because you know how to do all of this, right? Um, but see, so this goes back to though, like where Monica was saying, like my mom was telling her all this stuff. And it's true because like the patriarchy is so strong too, right? That like part of my mom's duty, right, is like raising her Hmong daughters to become good Hmong nyas, right? And like I, I feel for her, um, and I know that like maybe my mom says that stuff to us because like that's what she thinks is expected of her, right? That like the mark of like you know um, a good Hmong mother is to have like daughters who who you know marry and marry like accomplished Hmong men. Um, So do you think that has affected your dating now in your 30s then and like how you approach men? Because I think we were talking about that, right, Liz? Like if you you feel the pressure to date among men. But I'm saying like, okay, in my 30s, I am re-looking at among men from a more mature perspective. And now that we have the internet and the pandemic has normalized, you know, like meeting people online, maybe I can use the reaches of the internet to find my like – you know, uh, Hmong prince, right? <laughs> oh, that's okay. So listeners, if you have any single eligible Hmong bachelors, we have a single accomplished Hmong woman here looking to date. We're happy to set up blind dates. Okay, Please, but I'm really not that thirsty. It's just more like, you know, thinking, oh, okay, like maybe, you know, I'm I'm in my 30s. Like maybe it's time to relook at, you know, how I've made decisions, um, you know, all my life. Yeah, I think that's so great for you to say, Liz, because it just really shows growth in how you've um, consider like dating preferences, right? Because to me, I still feel like preferences aren't bad. I think it's just when you have these biases that you bring into these relationships. Um, so, yeah. But I do feel like that's that's growth to understand the complexities that you know, mom, men, and women have when it comes to. You know, like living their authentic selves in our community and being like, hey, um, you know, I'm not who people think I am. Or like, you know, for mom men, right? Because I think that sometimes there's just this perception that, oh, like all mom men are bad or they're horrible people when, you know, there are some great mom men who are willing to dismantle the patriarchy just as we are too. So, yes. But right, so if you're a Hmong man looking to dismantle white supremacy and the patriarchy, please hit me up, though, for real. <laughs> and she said she wasn't thirsty. Uh-huh. I, I mean, so this, um, you know, that reminds me of another point, Manya. Would we respond the same way if it was a Hmong, pers- a Hmong man who said, who was, you know, ended up with a white woman, right? And then second... Um, Dang, there was something else that I wanted to ask you guys about dating. But I can't remember it right now, though. I don't, you know, like when I see my mom brothers date outside of the mom community, it doesn't impact me at all. Like, I'm happy for them. I don't feel like I'm missing out. Mm-hmm. I think that, I that. 
yeah, like I don't feel like I'm missing out. I don't feel like, oh my gosh, like this white woman or this person took a good mom man in our community, right? Like I don't feel that way at all. Um, but when I hear mom men say that about mom women, I feel like there's still this ownership of women in their bodies. That's the issue, right? Yeah. Feeling like they own mom women and, and the decisions that they make. So I feel like that is problematic. Yeah. And on, on that point, I I didn't realize this before because um, I didn't think of it that way. But a friend recently posted on Facebook that, you know, um, Asian men fetishize Asian women too, right? Um, and that and that goes the same for Hmong women, like Hmong men fetishize Hmong women too. And I guess I just never thought of it that way. Um, but it is true, right? Like when you when you think about what what expectations of like, you know, Hmong daughters are and expectations of Hmong ya, right? Versus maybe what you would um uh, expect of like somebody else, um, you know, and, and it's not, it's not good either. Right. Um, cause you're like, Oh, among ya should be submissive, you know, should be there to like, you know, give birth to like Hmong sons, et cetera. Um, but yeah, I'm just curious, like what you guys think about that. Cause I, it made me pause. Cause I was like, Oh it's shit. True. That's right. I do see that. And I think that, you know, I've heard people say that, I've heard somebody in college say that about me versus like my really good friend because she is like the perfect example of what a mong nya would um, be, right? So yeah. I, I I feel like, you know, men in general or Asian American men do fetishize Asian American women based on what they think that, you know, Asian American women should be. So for example, yeah. in college, you know, this mong guy friend was like, oh, he will never date someone like me. Like, because if he comes home from work and he's asking for what's on, you know, what's for dinner, I'm going to be like, oh, go get your own food. But then if you were to marry, you know, my really good college friend who was like the, yeah. per- who would be the perfect mong ya, she would have everything ready for him by the time he comes home from work. And I, I was pissed, you know, at that time. Yeah, you should be. Yeah. I was pissed at that time because I'm like, first of all, you don't know who I am. Like, you don't know me. I can't, first of all, I can't take care of myself and I can take care of the people that I love. So, you know, when it comes to cooking like that, first of all, it's not a big issue. And then second issue is how dare you expect these things of your partner, of your wife, right? And, you know, to want a college educated mom woman, but to be like, no, you need to um, do X, Y, and Z to take care of all the emotional and household labor in the house. Like it just didn't mm-hmm. really make sense to me. But anyway, I got over it. But I'm also like, you know, that is the prime example of how, you know, some mom guys do expect these things of mom women, even if they are college educated. Or it's just like how men saying, you know, yeah, like we love partying with this girl, but I'd never bring her home to my mom because, you know, she's oh, yeah. she's a hoe. She's a yeah. hoe and she can't do all the the like, you know, good daughter-in-law things. That shit irks me for sure. I'm like, dude, if you want to bring home a good girl, then don't be messing with the girls at the club if you think that they can't be a good yeah to you, right? Or, you know, a good daughter-in-law to bring home like that to me, I think is hella problematic. Um, right. Why can't you be everything? Clubber, chef? We can be both. We can be You woman. can be both, but it's like the intention of people when they go out to date. Like you're dating for fun, but yet you want something serious. Why don't you just look for it all in one place? Yes. So it's ownership to um, what you want. And I agree with Monica. I mean, like, don't get in that. Don't mess with that if you can't handle that, you know? So... 
don't marry fuckboys, okay, y'all, and then you're good. Fuckboys <laughs> <laughs> even make it to that stage. They like, do. People end up marrying fuckboys, and it's sad. So you know, you just gotta. Right. This I guess preferences are okay. It's hard, that. and it's just like that whole gender role again, and that's something that you know we've been talking about over and over because it's such a huge thing you know gender roles and what the expectations are for each and you know now that i um tease my husband because he when he's away at work he works away but when he's home um he doesn't do anything so i'm like hey i want you to be my trophy wife i want to come home to like you know like cook food laundry folded kids you know taking care of and stuff and he's like sure okay he's like i can't do all of that so i'll just order takeout i'm like do something i don't care you know like i've been doing it for like our whole marriage and now that you know sometimes our roles are reversed you just take care of things he's like fine i will and i'm glad that he can do that without like you know feeling judged or without having that gender role um issue but i think that took like a long time to get to where he is now too so it's definitely a journey but i mean i think if we if we're all looking and if our listeners are listening right it's like what are the expectations that you're holding for your partners and hopefully um they are willing to learn, right? Willing to grow. I remember what I was going to say now. What do we say to the people who say, um, well, like, you know, if you're dating Itanumika, uh, right? Or uh, someone who is like more conservative or who upholds like the patriarchy and you're just like, well, we just don't talk about politics like that. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I forgot is what I, I wanted to bring up. Um, because I'm like, dude, that's so like how can you not talk about something as controversial as that right or um I can, you know because like I can chime in on this because as you guys know um you know Matt's a little bit more conservative than I am and stuff and so like we're, it's not that we're we disagree on a lot of things and but politics does we do talk about politics and some days it was like oh man we're like oil and water but it's good discussion and like you know, I think like it doesn't matter where he stands on his politics and stuff, and it doesn't matter where I stand as long as like our core values is what matters, and that's always like people. You know, he's like, yeah, like he's like, I can see that, and I see why you voted that that way, or I see why you support that, and I support that too. You know, but I also want to point this and this out too because he has good points, and it makes sense. But I mean, so we do talk about politics, even though we do stand on different sides. Um, he's not as conservative as he thinks he is, you know, because at the end of the day, he has a bigger heart than we think. And that normally falls in the middle. So I'm sort of like, you just quit faking it over there and just admit that you're not, you know, but it's hard. Yeah. you know. So it's sort of like, yeah. So, um, but I do get what you're saying. I'm just like, you have to talk about those things because those are things that are going to hold your relationship together in the long run. If you can't agree on everything, right. it's like, it's going to come down to like how you view your family, how you view the people around you. And if you guys can't agree on that, that's just, I don't think it's healthy. But in that sense, right? Like Matt is willing to engage in those conversations and willing to learn and grow. But I think other, like I, I know like an Asian woman who's been with her partner for so many years, over a decade. And they just don't talk about their politics. And, and it's crazy to me because this, I'm, I'm sure I'm assuming, but like her, I'm sure her partner is low key racist or just low key, hella patriarchal, you know? And so I'm just like, how do you, like, it goes back to what you said, Manya, like, 
what self-respect do you have to endure that? But I'm also like, is that very privileged of me to say that? Yeah, like, it's super judgy. You know, I know, I know. So it's tough, right? But I'm like, man, I just want so much more for you because I feel like you deserve so much more. You know, I guess they love each other enough to continue the relationship. But I just know that I would not be able to be in a relationship like that where I can't talk about politics. Because to me, like I said this before, the personal is political and how we're yeah. going to raise our kids and the values that we instill in our kids should should be very similar um, when it comes to how we treat people in this world, right? So I personally would not be able to do it. Um, but I've seen some couples go through it and sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't. Right. And I also think that it depends on where her political views are and how strongly she feels that that's a part of her life. Because if it's not like a big deal to her, then it's not going to matter. We know plenty of people who are always on the middle ground who who thinks because yeah. that that's not like an issue to them. They don't make it an issue. Um, I guess it really that's just true. depends, you know. So like I can see that how relationship can survive without it because they just don't talk about it because politics is not a part of their lives to begin with in the first place. Oh, then I guess that's a lot of unlearning for me. I need to let people make their life choices without judging them. <laughs> or people marry for different reasons, right? Like I think yeah. how sometimes we view marriages, it's very different. Like for some people, it's a business type of relationship. And for others, it's a companionship. And then for others, it's romantic. So I don't know. Like, Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, maybe it's just not, you know, important or salient to them, right? To to talk about that, right. that part of, of themselves right. and- um, you know, like Katie said, I think some people never kind of come into their own political awakening because they don't have to, right? And so you just can't hold that against them. All right. Wow, listeners. Well, clearly lots of strong opinions here about preferences and relationships. Um, thank you for for going on this journey with us as we, you know, explore um interracial relationships. Um, you know, Asian, Asian relationships and, um, you know, just what dating looks and, and relationships look like in the pandemic. Um, share your stories with us. Let us know if, um, you know, we were off the mark or, you know, let us know, um, you know, tips or tricks on how you and your partner have been um, managing the stress together and, um, you know, building your relationship to be stronger during the pandemic um, or not. We, we are also a shoulder to cry on if you want to share your pandemic breakup story. Um, and for those of you who have successfully been dating during the pandemic, please send your tips our way, especially to me, <laughs> because apparently I'm in the market. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Have a good Valentine's Day. Yes, yes, happy Valentine's Day. If you have any mom brothers for Liz, let us know. <laughs> and always, always celebrate yourself. You don't need anyone else to define you. Yeah, That's right. Yes. You are enough. Just and you are out. worth everything. Don't yeah. forget that. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.